1: Barney flies to Black Pass to pick up Chief Tipo and his prisoner, the chief pilot of the Octopus Squadron of planes. He is attacked by another octopus plane which has followed him there expressly to destroy him. Barney, being the better aviator, outmaneuvers the enemy pilot and sends his plane hurtling to earth in flames. Meantime, speed has brought Larry Winfield back from Nagchuka to tell his story to Clint. He has just begun when Barney lands and when Clint learns of the attack near Black Pass, he determines to go after the octopus that very night.
2: Larry got as far in his story as telling us about Quan Wu loaning him money for his gambling, Barney. And then you landed, so we still have to hear the rest of what happened. Well, I'm glad I came in time to hear it. Glad to see you're up and around, too, Larry. Well, thanks,
1: Dunlap. Marsha's told me a lot about you. I'll bet she has.
3: Will you have some hot tea, Barney?
2: Don't mind if I do, Dawa. Thanks. Clint... Black Pass is the coldest place in the world, bar none.
0: Uh, never mind the weather report, Barney. We've got a lot to do tonight.
2: Where's Chief Depot? <laughs> Probably trying to get his breath back from that flight from Black Pass. I had to do a lot of aerobatics to get out of the way of them machine gun bullets. They didn't miss you, though, Barney. That plane needed plenty of repair work. Lots of holes in the wings and the fuselage. Kid, all I was interested in was that I wouldn't get any holes in me. Praise heaven that you escaped. Thanks, Searing. And Chief Tipo wins some of that praise, too. He'd never flown before, but he handled that machine gun like a veteran. And I was really putting that ship through her pace uh,
0: Supposing you hold your story and let Larry tell
1: his. Sure, go ahead, Larry. Well, let me see. Where was I?
2: Quanmu was paying your gambling debts.
1: Oh, yes. Well, one evening at the casino, he spoke about my work saying that he'd heard excellent reports about it and that I would be a credit to any company I chose to work for. Same old banana oil. Banana oil, Barney? Yeah,
2: never mind that, kid. We won't go into that now.
1: Well, I laughed his compliments off at first, but as he continued, I glimpsed a more sinister meaning behind them. He began talking about the money I owed him, and I, well, I finally lost my temper, I guess, and asked him the amount. It was probably staggering. Yes, Mr. Seering. I couldn't see how I had possibly lost that much. But he insisted and reminded me that I had given him a note covering all my gambling debts. Uh, a blank note, huh? You were as foolish as to do that. I told you I was riding high in those days, Barlow. Overconfident, that was me. But I sure got over it. What happened next, Larry? I told Woo I couldn't possibly pay up. It'd take me the rest of my life unless somebody suddenly left me a million. To my surprise, he agreed and suggested that I work the debt off by coming in with a company that he was forming. I smell an octopus.
3: You mean the new company really belonged to the octopus?
1: Sure, that guy's got a tentacle in everybody's pie. Right, but I didn't know the real owner of the company then, and wasn't interested in it either. I told Wu that I couldn't pay it off that way because my employer would be set back for many months if I left. He trusted me completely, and I had data on the territory that only I could decipher. I see, but well, go on, Larry. Well, he, he said that that's why I would be valuable to his company. That they wanted my data. Is that modern business?
2: Not real business, Mr. Searing. Octopus gangsters are much worse than Tibetan brigands.
1: What would you say to that, Larry? I couldn't believe him at first. Thought he was joking because he had such a good reputation around Hong Kong. But he soon convinced me differently. And all the while he had a smile on his face. Yes, beware of the man who smiles constantly. Check, Barlow. That smile covered plenty of trouble. Wu told me that I must leave my present connections, bringing my statistics and data with me. If I did not, he would reveal my gambling debt to my employer and all Hong Kong.
2: But gee, Larry, that would have been better than getting hooked up with the octopus.
1: Yes, Speed, if I had known then what I know now. But I'd never heard of the octopus. I thought Wu's company was just a competitor trying to get ahead of my employer.
3: What did you do then, Mr. Winfield?
1: Well, I, I asked him to give me that night to think it over. I'd met Bob Gilmore by that time and was with him that evening. He noticed that I was low about something and kept questioning me. Of course, I couldn't tell him anything.
0: It might have saved you a lot of trouble if you
1: had. I know. I'd been trying to get him a job with my outfit ever since I first met him, and now I thought maybe he could step into my shoes.
0: You mean you double-crossed your
2: company on purpose?
1: No, I, I just left them, Speed. Resigned. I worked all that night on my notes, explaining them in writing, deciphering my findings for whoever might get my job. Then I took the packet of papers around to my employer's hotel and left them there for him. I I couldn't face it.
2: You mean you gave up your job to throw in with Quan Wu, but you didn't take any of your findings with you?
1: Yes. Of course, I didn't tell Wu that at first. He took it for granted that I had done what he demanded and took me to his home. There he said we'd hear the voice of the real owner of the new company, but we could not see him because of his political connections. Political connections, my foot. Just the old octopus runaround. His voice came through a loudspeaker. He asked me for my data... And then I told him that I had brought nothing from my old company. That I would work for him, but that it would have to be from scratch. I would not betray my old employer. I see. And what did the octopus say to that? Plenty. Things happened fast and furious after that. I was slugged and woke up in a cell. Had nothing but bread and water for days while they tried to make me reveal my... Wu brought me newspapers which told of my disappearance under... Later, I learned that in spite of the data I had left behind... My old company had failed.
2: Failed? But how could they? You left them everything they needed to work on.
1: I left at speed, but it was stolen by an octopus operator who made it appear that I had been the thief. A price was set on my head, and the octopus laughingly offered to set me free now that he had accomplished what he wanted. The
2: dirty dog? You couldn't have left him, no matter how much you wanted to. No. It
1: was all like some crazy dream. One minute I'd been getting along fine... A good job and a promising future. Then, overnight, everything was changed. I figured my life was ruined. But I wanted to save Marsha from disgrace. I hadn't told her anything about it in the beginning. And later, of course, my letters were held by the octopus. But it was just as well. I wanted her to think me dead. Better that way than believing I had disgraced our name. Mm -hmm. Anything more? Nothing of vital importance, Barlow. They made me work in my capacity as engineer, but it was just routine. Well, that just about ends, the
0: octopus case, boys. We've got all the evidence we need for his arrest. And now we can start for the path
2: of the Iron Dagger? Uh,
0: You're not going, Speed. What? No, you've come a long way with Barney and me, but from now on, we've got to go on alone. That is, without you. It's far too dangerous, the actual arrest.
2: But, Clint, I've gone to his castle before, and alone, with Starwater, get those pictures.
0: Pictures? Oh, the ones we telephoned to the chief. Well, see, that reminds me. We never did show them to Larry Speed. Remember, Barney landed just as you came back with him.
3: Uh, that is right. We were so elated over Barney's return that we completely forgot about the pictures. And since
0: then, Mr. Winfield's story has claimed our attention. But why all the excitement? Well, Larry met the real Mounier in Hong Kong. He did?
2: Boy, then he'll be able to tell in a minute if the octopus disguise is a phony. Of course, we know it is, but when you come after a guy in strange territory, the more proof of guilt, the better. I've got them right here in my pocket, Larry. Yeah, here they are. These? Yeah. Does his disguise look anything like the real thing?
1: But these pictures are of Paul Mounier. You
0: can't mean that, Larry. Examine them more carefully. If you identify those pictures as being Mounier,
1: then we lose most of the ground we've gained. Oh, I'm sorry, Barlow, but... It is exactly as I remember him. No, wait. What is it, Larry? The eyes. I remember now. Mounier had vivid blue eyes. These pictures show the eyes to be brown
0: or black. And you can't disguise eyes. That's it, boys. Come on, let's get ready for the attack. And I can come too, Clint. Please, I've done everything else with you. Let me be there when you arrest the octopus. Mm, well, I The don't kid's think... right, Clint. It'll be dangerous, but he's earned the right to be in at the catch. Oh, all right then, Speed. Go tell Chief Keeper to round up as many of his men as he can. We start from here within an hour.
3: May I not accompany you, Mr. Barlow? No,
0: no, Dawa. Your place is here. In case we should, uh, or fail, you and your father must remain here to get word to our headquarters in New York, telling Chief Riley the whole story. And he'll send other operators to do the job.
2: Uh, Would it not be more
0: wise to wait for Gilmore and his men, Mr. Barlow? No, the octopus has already had too much time to gather an armed force. We must strike tonight. And I'll depend on you, Mr. Searing, to see that Bob follows us as soon as possible. I'll say so. Something tells me for once there's going to be a
2: hot time in that pass tonight. (laughs)
4: Who is it?
3: It is I, Master. Quan Lu.
4: Quan Mu. Quan Wu? What has happened to you? You look as if you had come through fire.
3: I have, Master. Dunlap shot our plane down in the Black Pass attack.
4: I knew something had happened. You were so long overdue.
3: The plane burst into flames, but they did not reach the pilot's compartment until just before we landed. The pilot managed to level off and land. I flung the door open and escaped just as the gasoline tank exploded.
4: You lead a charmed life.
3: No, I feel I was spared only to warn you, Master. We have come to the end of our road. What do you mean, you fool? Has your recent danger made you mad? No, but Marlow and the others will be here at any moment.
4: Ah, uh, Why? Because Dan Lepp lived through his flight and returned with Chief Tipo and Chan? Bah! It will take them uh, time to attack this part. No.
3: I heard whispers as I came here. They thought me a wandering beggar. My clothes were so torn and blackened. They talked freely. Gilmore is bringing a force of men from Other, Another detail of police has already arrived at Mardak. They have discovered our slave headquarters here.
4: What? At Mardak? Then we did not silence Splinter soon enough. No.
3: The secret police have control of our vital spots. They are closing in on us. What chance have we to escape?
4: What chance? None, because I have no wish to escape.
3: You mean you will die here? We are to be trapped in this windy path like that?
4: No, but the secret police will be trapped. Vanu, I have not been idle during your absence. My call has been answered. Instead of slaves in the room below, an army awaits my command.
3: You will fight the secret police?
4: And all Tibet if I must. But there will be no need. Tibetans are a peaceful lot and will bow to my will. But now I will station my army in the past and in the surrounding hills. <laughs> Let the secret police take me. If they dare. Mm-hmm.